no, you look, you don't even look sick. I said, really? Wow. And I said, and, and, and I said, I'm 50. You don't even look 50. And I was pulling that out of her. You don't even look. I said, really? Yeah, man, I keep myself up, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's really, it, it's really, it's a secret, but it's not really. I live in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. See, when you start living in the law of life in Christ Jesus, oh man, you know, in that law, you know, can I give you another secret? In that law, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. 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 Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I'm telling you, some of you have been coming to church. You start, you came to church. And I mean, some people have been coming to church for a while. When you guys first came in, you looked like this. <laughs> I mean, you looked really bad, you know. Not really, but really. I mean, some of you looked like you were ran over by a truck. Are you here? But now, but, but that, since you've been coming, you're like. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying here? And your whole face was distorted. But, but since you've been coming out and getting the word of God. And the word of God's been working on your equation. Pretty soon, man, you're looking younger. You're looking better. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm, because you're getting pretty on the inside. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying Amen. to you today? And when you get pretty on the inside, you get pretty on the outside. Amen. Amen. Is this helping anybody? <laughs> Amen. Amen. And even though you could be fighting some, you know, a battle and you may be dealing with sickness, you still can be pretty on the outside. God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Amen. Amen. Don't let the devil, listen, if you're whining and crying about what you're going through, man, the devil has you. The devil's laughing at you. Amen. You need to be rejoicing and praising God that God's bringing you through. Amen. He's bringing you through this storm. I'm telling you, I can't stand, I don't like storms that come upon me real fast. That's how the enemy works. He's a storm, a bad report, something real quick. But, you know, if you, keep, if you keep the word before you, you know, the Bible says this. It's the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in infirmity. This is in Proverbs. So what does that mean? That means that you're, you have to be continually feeding on the word of God because we're a spirit. We, we're, we live in a body and we have a soul and an intellect. And you have to continue to feed on the word of God to be strong. Amen. And what, what happens a lot of times is if we're not continually feeding on the word of God, if we're not meditating on the word, that's a good word, meditate, then you, you medicate less, right? But when you meditate on the word of God and you start doing this, and meditating is taking the promises of God's word and speaking them over and over again and, and, and thanking God that those promises are working for you. Amen. Amen. That's what that's meant. You just keep thanking God. It's, just never, never do. Don't do this in prayer. Especially if you're praying for healing or deliverance. Don't say, Lord, heal me today. And then the next day, Lord, uh, I haven't got my healing yet. Heal me today. And then the third day, Lord, heal me. You know, you, 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 you know you, you're going to develop unbelief in your system. Really, really, God has already healed you 2,000 years ago. I know it's kind of hard on the brain. What do you mean? To, when Jesus received stripes on his body. You, listen, God already paid for your salvation before you got saved. Did you know that? 2,000 years ago on the cross. Before you even asked God to get or Jesus to come into your heart, uh, you know, you, salvation was already paid for. You didn't have to wait around for, for, for God to pay for your salvation. It was, all, it was already a done deal. All you had to do was receive it. Right? You didn't have to wait around. And the same thing with healing. 
you know, by Jesus stripes you're healed. It was already done 2,000 years ago, but we have to learn to receive it. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have to learn to receive it. And what we're trying, Pastor, I'm trying to get it. No, you just need to learn to receive it. And so you don't keep praying over and over again for God to do the same thing. No, no, you pray once, but then you just pray the prom. You praise the promises. Let's put it that way. You praise the prom. In other words, you praise God for the promises that it's working in your life, that His stripes is working in your life. Amen. That Jesus was made poor so you may become rich. That you know. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You start pray. Thank you, Lord, that by Your stripes. I am healed. See, are you hearing what I'm saying? Is that, Lord, when are you going to heal me? You know, please heal me. Please. We're not supposed to come to God as a beggar. Amen. It's our covenant right. It's our covenant right, right to walk in deliverance. It's our covenant right to walk in healing. It's our covenant right to walk in the blessing. It's a covenant right. So we don't go to God, God, will you please heal me? No, he has already healed you. And you just, you, you got to command something. You got to, you know, tell the devil to get out. And then call forth healing to come in. You got to bind those things. Amen. You got to bind the devil. Bind the strong man. And then you'll take his goods, as Jesus said. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got you to get bold. Amen, I'm bold. Glory to God. And what makes you bold? The word of God. Because when you know what you have, you can stand on the word of God. And when the devil's trying to come against you with whatever lying symptom or whatever problem, you, if you're built up, remember what I just said earlier? A strong spirit will sustain a man in infirmity. In other words, if you've been meditating on the word of God, you're going to have a strong spirit. So when, when the enemy starts putting an infirmity on you, you're going to be so strong, you're going to push that infirmity out. Are you hearing what? Uh, this is just basic 101, faith 101. Amen? But a lot of us, what we're doing is we're trying to get sympathy, but I'd rather have, I'd rather have the deliverance than sympathy. Amen. Amen. amen? And so the third key, amen, if I can get it out, passion, you know, we're still keeping the four, the four main keys, but, but, but first passion, and then what was the second one? You got to have faith in God. So you got to believe that God's bigger than the devil. Amen. And the third one is that you got to be rooted and grounded in God's love. Amen. Because when you're going through a trial, you got to know that God loves you. Because what the enemy's trying to do is make you think that God doesn't really care too much about you. That, that, that he's way too busy for your little problem. Amen. You've got to get rooted and grounded in, that, in God's love for you. Because if you don't, you're going to get bitter. Because you're going to be in the storm... You know, you're going to be in the storm of your life and you've been trying to believe and it's just been the same thing day after day. Or it seems to be getting worse. And then pretty soon what the enemy's trying to do is get you bitter. Amen. Trying to get you upset in the storm. It's not changing. That's what the enemy wants you, wants you to say. It's not changing. How do you know it's not changing? Who told you it's not changing? You know, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree... You know, and he said, no man shall eat fruit of you ever again. When he was walking and they saw a fig tree, he looked like it had figs on it. He spoke to it. It didn't immediately wither. It didn't, it didn't fall over. Amen. It, just, it, it, it took some time. And so it, there, there's a process. 
When you speak, there's a process. You just don't plant a seed and have the plant the next day or have the harvest you know, within two days. You know, it takes time. It takes a process. And everything, everybody wants it microwave. Listen, microwave faith doesn't work. You want it microwave. You just want a Sunday morning bless me. You just want to go through a Sunday morning bless me drive through. I heard a church that did that. They had a drive through. They would pray for you as you they drove. Amen. It was something new. You know, let's do a let's do a prayer drive through, and we just lay hands on them and. Amen. It might work. I, you know, I mean, if you have faith in it, I guess it would. And so we got to be rooted and grounded in God's love. Because if we're not, bitterness will come in. We'll start, we'll start, questioning, we'll start questioning God and his word. I don't know. Man, what's wrong with God? Why hasn't he healed me yet? Have you ever been there? Amen. You start questioning God or you start questioning yourself. I wonder what such bad thing I have done in my life. For me to, to have this problem. I, I, man, I must have done a lot of bad things. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so what we do is we, well, maybe I deserve this, we, we say. Listen, no, Jesus paid the price. And if you checked yourself out, you should always check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check if you're in the, in the faith, amen? The Bible says check if you're in the faith. See if you're in faith. You know if you're in faith by what you're thinking and what you're speaking. And so we, we're talking about the love of God. And, and right here in Luke 15, uh, verse 11 through 32, and this is really interesting. And Jesus is talking about the parable of the uh, prodigal son. And this is probably one of the most powerful messages that he had ever spoken about the love of the father. That's why we got to get rooted and grounded in God's love. That's why in the book of Ephesians, Paul uh, prayed what they call the, the, the Pauline uh, epistles that he wrote, and he prayed, you know, the, the prayer for the Ephesians. And, and in that prayer, he talks about that we need to pray that God will root us and ground us in his love. That's part of that prayer, that we need to be praying every day, that God will root me and ground me in the love of God. That we got to get a revelation of God's love for us. Then when we're going through something, you know, listen, even if you died, you, you're, you're promoted. Even if you died, you're going to heaven. You're going to a far better place. So you need to learn to relax. Praise God. Amen. Thank him that God is for you today. He is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. But, but when you're in that storm, you feel like you've been forsaken. Right? You feel like God has forsaken you. God, why am this? I've been trying to do everything right, and this came on me. Why? Because the devil's, there's a devil out here. We, we're not in heaven yet. We're in between. And the devil's going to test our faith. He's going to try to come in, and he's going to try to steal, kill, and to destroy. And, and really, he's seeing if you really believe the word of God. The word of God is being tested in some of us this day. The word of God is being tested. Are you going to believe? Or are you going to end up being like, uh, well, end up getting the advice of Job's wife. Curse God and die. I don't want to be on that side. If I don't have God, I don't have anything. I don't want to curse God and die. You know? Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? No. With long life, the Bible says, I will satisfy you. 
and show you my salvation. Long life. And God's promised each one of us long life. Stand on that scripture. I don't care if you're 70 years old. Long life. And I believe that's 120. Until you're satisfied. So we're looking at this in Luke. And we look at Luke 15. And it's interesting because Jesus actually talks about, you know, before that. Because I, like I like to see what's written before. It's always good when you're studying something. Read what, what came before that. And Jesus talks about, and what came before that was that he was ministering to uh, uh, people that were basically outside the church. They, they were the tax collectors and all that. And the Pharisees were like, why is he eating with these people? And Jesus said, you know, that, that, um, that people that, that already healed don't need a physician. In other words, these were the sick people in society. They were sick with sin. And Jesus was trying to pull that. And so Jesus actually talks about the, the person, you know, he gives some parables. And he talks about the person with the lost coin. And he said, you know, there was a lady that, that had ten coins and lost one. But she, she looked all through her house and found that one coin. And she celebrated. There was a man, you know, and she, br and she brought her friends in. Talking about that coin is represent treasure. And you are a treasure to God. And if you're outside the will of God, he's going after you. He wants you back into the kingdom. And you are a treasure of God. And we need to start thinking like that. And the devil knows you're a treasure of God. That's why he's trying to mar you. That's why he's trying to get you in the dark side. That's why he's trying to destroy your life. He knows you're a treasure of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You are a treasure. Men, look at your wife and say, you're a treasure. No, we'll continue. But you are a treasure in God. Amen. <coughs> so, and he talks about the, the person with the lost sheep and they go out and they find the sheep and so God's interested in lost people he's interested in people that are going astray he's interested he went after you that's why you're here today that's why you're sitting in the seat today because God went after you amen you're blessed amen so here in, in Luke 15 starting with uh, verse 11 uh, Jesus now talks about a certain man who had two sons and this is a parable. And he said to the younger of them, said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided them to his livelihood. Talking about his inheritance, really you get inheritance after you die. But, but you know what? The son was actually saying, I wish you were dead right now, Dad. But since you're not dead, I want my inheritance. <laughs> I mean, think about that. And what do you think the father, any good father would have just kicked him out of his house, right? Get out of here, you know. You're not going to get until I'm, until, I'm, until I'm six feet under, right? No, he said, Father, uh, Jesus said, I'm going to paraphrase this. And, and Jesus uh, said that the father divided both to, to the older brother and the younger brother, even it out, you know, uh, the inheritance. And then the Bible says here, that the, that the son, the younger son, went out and went and partied. And he partied and spent all the money. And, he had, and then finally he came to a point where there was a famine where he was partying. I guess he was partying in Vegas. And, uh, you know, he lost all his money. And so, you know, he ended up, you know, the Bible says, you know the story. He, he ended up, feed, you know, working for somebody that had pigs. And he was, he was in the pigsty. And um, <laughs> how many people have been in the pig sky? <laughs> Eating corn cobs. 
<laughs> you want to be out of that pigsty as soon as you can. I'm telling you, you don't want to be in that pigsty. And uh, so he was in a pigsty eating corn cob, you know, barely making it. And you know what? He came to himself, the Bible says. That's where you got to figure out that God is smarter than you. That's, that, that's, you got, God, you're, I think you're smarter than me. Listen, if you're in the pigsty of life, you got to learn that God is smarter, but he's gracious, and he wants you walking in the blessing. Yes, amen. amen. So, the, the, so Jesus is talking about this young man that, that spent all the money, and then, then he was broke, amen. But he, he came to his senses, and he said, my father, because he left his father's house, has hired servants that he treats better than what I'm being treated. And I, you know, and then he thought to himself, he said, you know, because I have sinned against God and my father, since I've sinned against God, I'm not even worthy to be called his son, but, but I, will, I will go to him, tell him that, and I'll just, I'll come as a, I'm sure he would hire me as a servant. Think about it. When you're in what I, what I call Lodabar, you know, that's at, at, a place where, where you just, you messed up. You know, you really messed up and you don't even feel like you deserve God's grace. And so you're in that place. You know, the enemy wants you to feel like, well, you're not even worthy to be called a child of the Most High. And it's even hard to worship. And that's why some people stay out of church because they're in, in that dark area. And, 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 they, and they feel condemned. Amen. And they don't want to be a, in church because they get convicted. Amen. And then, you know, that's what we want you to do, get convicted so you turn. Amen. And so, and so, so, so this, this young man was in the pigsty. He came to himself and he said, man, my father, you know, has, has servants that he treats better than this. I'm going to go. And so this is, this is the key principle. He, he, he got a passion about getting out of his problem. He didn't want to be in the pigsty. And so he said, he, he made this plan up. He said it. Then what did he do? He got out of the pigsty. He started walking back to his father's home. Some of us are here today because we're, we, we may have been out of church. That happened to me. Many years ago, I fell out of church and my life ended up turning upside down. And then I started moving back to God. And you know what? It, it, didn't, it didn't happen overnight. I didn't get totally restored overnight. But as I started moving towards God, as I started going back to church, as I started honoring God, God started rebuilding my life. And rebuilding, I mean, I came in like you guys you know, are you hearing what I'm saying? Bad. Anybody come in here kind of bad? Some of you are still kind of half bad right now, but God's working on you. Amen. How are you hearing what I say? Some of you are half bad, but God's working on you. Amen. And so, you know, I came back and, you know, I, I said to myself, I will never leave the church. I'll never get out. I will always show up at church. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to be in God's house. I'm going to be in the father's house. I'm going to serve God because I found out God's smarter than me. And so this guy found out that God was smart, uh, that, that, that God is smarter than him. And so he started moving towards him. And so he acted on his faith. He started moving towards, you know, the father. And then this is interesting. Jesus talks about the father's heart here. And the father was, saw the boy from a distance. And the father started running towards the boy. When you take one step to God, God takes two steps back to you. If you draw near to God, the Bible says, he will draw near to you. He won't, he won't turn you down. He's going to come, he's going to move to you. He, you, know, you take one step, he'll take two steps. 
But this is interesting. Jesus is talking about the Father. He's really talking about the heart of the Father. He's talking about the heart of the Father. And we got to be very careful in studying the Old Testament too much. Because a lot of times we see, you know, the law and people dying, you know, and, and, and suffering the consequences. But you don't have to live in the bed that you made. Amen. Under the law of grace. God can get you out of that bed. Amen. He can get you out of the bed of fire. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There are consequences of sin. And now, don't get me wrong. And there might be a price that you may pay for sin. But, but God, forgiving power and the blood can restore you and, and bring back what the enemy has stolen from you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He can restore. God restored me. He restored me. You know, I lost my, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, sometimes you hear, well, the wife is the, uh, the first lady. No, she's the second lady. Amen. No, I was married before. But praise God, you know, even through that mistake and even though I went through a divorce and even though I went through some stuff and, and my wife took the dog and, and, the, and the house was, was sold and all that. And even though it was a country song, God was able to restore me. And I got married to a beautiful woman that had a dog. So I got my dog back. She had a cat too. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I mean, it was a good deal. Amen. And God totally restored me. Got, my, got a house and restored me. And, and that's what God's heart is, is to restore you. Is to bring you back. <coughs> so we see here. And so, so, the, so Jesus is talking about the heart of the Father and the Father's heart. And the Father ran towards, you know, the Son. And the Son actually says to the Father, I am not worthy. He actually says it. He, said, he gives it out. I'm not worthy to be called your Son. But just receive me as a hired servant. As a hired servant. God doesn't look at you as a hired servant. He doesn't even look at you as servants. He looks at you as sons. See, we keep, we keep thinking, oh, I'm just a servant of God. No, you're a child of the Most High God. I mean, what parent would not take their child back? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he loves you so much. And so he wants to reveal that love to you. But a lot of times sin keeps us hiding behind the trees. Instead of going to the Father's house of love. And so, and so the, 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 the young man says, I have sinned against God. I have sinned against you. And, and I'm not worthy to be called you. And the Father doesn't even acknowledge that. Jesus said the Father does. He said, give me the robe. Give me the best robe. Let's put it on him. That's the robe of righteousness. Because when you ask forgiveness, God is just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He puts a robe of righteousness back on you. Why? So you can partake all of all the blessings and the goodness of God. Are you hear what I say to you? He wants to put that robe of righteousness back on you. He doesn't want you wearing a dirty garment. He doesn't want your clothes being stained with sin. No, he wants you wrapped with the blood of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so he, he said, get the, bed, get the robe and put it on my son. Get the shoes and put it on his feet. The shoes of peace. Glory to God. The shoes. Get the ring. The signet ring. It doesn't represent a servant. It represents you can do business for your father. In other words, you're not a servant and you will never be a servant. You will always be a son. No matter what you've been doing, no matter what you're going through, no matter if you made your bed, you don't have to sleep in it. 
You can change. Amen. And, and so, and he said, let's kill the fatted calf. And let's have a party. For my son was dead, and now he lives. Think about that. What does God want to do? He wants you to have a party. The Bible says this, that when one sinner repents, they have a party in heaven. When one person turns back to God, when, when they go back to God and they repent, they turn from their sins, God rejoices over that. And he rejoices over that. And so we see that this young man, he received the blessing. And a lot of us are here today. We're, we're, we have had sin in our life and we haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't let it go. We haven't realized the blood of Jesus has already washed it away. And we may be in our sickness. We, we might be in a storm today. And we're thinking it's because we've done some bad things. And it's just retribution. It, it's just what we, we sowed in our past is what we're reaping today. And that is a possibility. But the bottom line is, whatever you sowed yesterday, you can, you can, listen, you can have a crop failure in the negative. You can start speaking the promises and let the promise override, let the blessing override the curse. And I've seen it in people's lives today. The blessing has overrode the curse in my life and it's overriding the curse in your life. Do you believe that today? Do you believe it's changing? Do you believe your situation is changing for the best? And then when we get wrapped in God's love and we start understanding God's love for us, no matter what you're going through, you're not going to act in fear or disbelief. Or you hear what I'm saying to you? When you get a revelation of God's love, that's the reason why, and i got to close this down, when Jesus was on the boat and he told his disciples that we're going to the other, other side, to, to the island, and Jesus, you know, he had humanity, but he was divinity, and so he had the human side that was tired. He went down to the bow of the boat and he slept. And as they were moving out to go to the other side, the Bible says there was a storm that came up on the ship. And this was interesting was that the disciples got in fear and they woke the master up and said, do you care that we perish? And really what I believe hurt the heart of Jesus and really he represents the heart of God was that, that they thought that Jesus would let them perish. In other words, they acted in fear like God did not care, like Jesus didn't care, but Jesus cared. Amen. And really doubt and unbelief is, is, is not understanding of the love that God has for us, that he loves us with an unending love, that he's with us and that he will never leave us or forsake us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And when you get so rooted and grounded in the love of God, it doesn't matter what's coming against you. It doesn't matter because you're rooted and grounded and you know God's with you. Even though you walk through the fire, he'll be with you. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they wouldn't bow down to the statue, they said, listen, king, they said, I know you want to throw us in the fire and our God can deliver us. Through, uh, from the fire, talking to the king. And, and, but, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to you. In other words, God will either deliver you from the fire or he will deliver you through the fire. But when you get rooted and grounded in God's love, then it doesn't matter if all hell's breaking loose. You're going to have a smile on your face. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? 
Oh, you're not going to be frustrated in, in the turmoil. You're going to be praising God in the turmoil. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No matter what is going on. Because you know God is with you. He's for you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's with you to the end of the age. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.